You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for our Grassroots Citizens panel. And joining me in studio is the founding member and president of the Israel Group, Barry Nussbaum. Barry, good to see you. Glad to be with you. Also in studio is criminal defense attorney Jan Ronis. Jan, great to have you with us. Good to see you. Thank you. And joining us from the Sunshine State, Florida, is a former winner of, of our Viewer of the Week contest. And she earned her way into the show, Bunny Hunter. Bunny is a weapons expert and a Second Amendment advocate. Bunny, welcome back to the show. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. All right. First topic, it is a serious one. Benjamin Netanyahu warns of a second Holocaust coming. He says, if Israel must stand alone to defend herself, we will. It is my personal responsibility to defend Israel. Barry Nussbaum, I know the Holocaust is hits home uh, close and personal to you. Uh, do you feel that Netanyahu is overstating things here? I don't think he can possibly overstate it, Rick. Um, when Iran makes it part and parcel of almost every speech coming out of the government that they're, they're going to destroy Israel. In fact, two weeks ago, they were asked to restate the policy, maybe in more diplomatically acceptable language, and it was restated. It is our mission and our duty to annihilate every living person in Israel. When someone says they're going to kill you, you got to take it seriously, and that's what Netanyahu's doing. Yeah, I, I think you just can't take it at uh, anything else other than face value. Um, you, this is getting home close to you. Yeah, it does. It's, it's a very personal story, and thanks for mentioning it. Yesterday was Yom HaShoah, the Holocaust Remembrance Day of the 6 million who died under Nazi Germany's reign. 65 million died in World War II. It was a war started by a crazy guy, supposedly, that nobody believed in the beginning. And the story is repeating itself now. And what Netanyahu's position is, is that people who don't want to respect history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, you know, Jan, I know you're a supporter of this president and, and you support the negotiations with Iran. Here's what I don't get. We, we hear John Kerry saying that we've, we're making great progress over the last several months, several weeks. You know, we, we have the spirit of, of, a, of, a, of the framework of an agreement in place. And then you have the head, you have the supreme leader of Iran, the Ayatollah, the supreme leader saying that America is the devil. Just a week or two ago, you have the head of the Iranian milit uh, militia saying that the existence of Israel is non-negotiable. It's not funny, but it's just remarkable. I mean, how do you how do you negotiate with a partner in quote good faith and say we're on things are going so well, and have that partner go out and say these extreme things? Listen, much of what comes out of Iran is rhetoric. It's been coming out for you know 40 years. But getting back to the point you made earlier, Israel will never let Iran destroy Israel, and the United States will never let. Iran destroy Israel as well. Netanyahu is absolutely right when he says he has to stand up for the security of Israel, but he's not going to be abandoned by the United States. This agreement is a wonderful agreement between not just the United States and Iran, but but France and in England and Germany and 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 Russia. So and and China is involved as well. This agreement will ultimately bring Iran into the framework of the world community. It may be a slow process, and there'll be a lot of rhetoric 
you know, during this transition, but ultimately the world will benefit. Look, the alternative is not to have an agreement and face a war, either either a preemptive strike by Israel or the United States being involved in a shooting war with Iran. All right, before we go to Bunny, a couple things. I know you want to say oh something. A couple things on my mind. You say that Israel will not allow Iran to become a weaponized, you know, dangerous nuclear threat. Well, that is probably why Iran just purchased uh, missiles from Russia that can that uh, have a, that advanced uh, missiles that could shoot down incoming incoming missiles from 100 miles away to prevent Israel from attacking their nuclear facilities. Again, another disaster of a of a nuclear agreement. Russia lifted or self-imposed sanctions because they said the talks are going so well. And that's why uh, Kerry is saying that it's such a great agreement because the talks are going so well. It's, it's, it, it would be funny if it was a disaster. But Barry, I, I know you want to respond to what Jan Yeah, I, I, no disrespect to my friend Jan here. Um, this agreement as now structured guarantees Iran will have a nuclear weapon. Even the White House admits that. The question is when, whether it's going to come sooner rather than later. I'll tell you something, Rick. My whole family was in Auschwitz, including both my parents. I think what Netanyahu is saying is never again, very loudly, for everyone in Iran to hear it. Israel cannot absorb a first strike from Iran. They've got the missiles that right now can reach Israel unheated. And the problem is if they can put a nuclear missile on top, I'm uh, sorry, a nuclear weapon on top of one of those missiles, Israel's in a world of hurt. Israel cannot absorb that first strike. They've got to make sure that that first strike can't happen. And here's the point that Jen did not bring up. President Obama or all these nations just created a, a nuclear arms race in the Middle East because Saudi Arabia is on that fast track. Let's go to Bunny Hunter. Bunny, I know you're not a, you're not a uh, uh, nuclear expert, but uh, your take on, on this issue that Benjamin Netanyahu says, wait a minute, this is setting the framework for a second holocaust. Well, regardless to whatever missiles that Iran has supposedly purchased, as it sits, Iran does not have nuclear missiles, and Israel does. So to me, that's kind of game over. <laughs> Meaning? Meaning that Israel trumps Iran because they have nuclear weapons. All right, so uh, so Bunny feels that that uh, Israel's in a good place. Israel's had weapons for several decades and will never use them except in defensive last minute. It's the end of the world as we know it or not kind of situation. If Iran gets to the point where they can cock the gun and load it and the agreement that Obama and Kerry are negotiating gives them the bullet right now to put in that gun, Rick, it's going to be a different situation. And as you astutely pointed out, Saudi Arabia is not going to let the Shia of Iran have a weapon and not them. Either is Jordan, either is Egypt. It's a nuclear arms race in the Middle East if this deal doesn't It is settled. a nuclear arms race. The other thing it does, Jan Ronas, it, it, it creates instability through the whole region. That's why Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt, and Israel are now doing the unthinkable, band just, aligning just, together. Just a quick response. Imagine the instability in the region if there is no agreement. That's, that's the alternative that's being proposed by people. A better agreement. This agreement is not a good agreement. Remember what they talked about. A bad agreement is worse than, a, than uh, no agreement. I, I agree with you, but this is not a bad agreement. This is a great agreement. Wow. Good luck great getting it through Congress. A great agreement. <laughs> All right. All right, more with our great Grassroots Citizens Band on the other side of the break, but I bet you didn't know there was a song about tax day from the edge of America. I'm Rick Amato. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project.
a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.